Hello and welcome to the Plants and Pipettes Advent Calendar. We're on to day eight of our discussion about all of the different plants and planty things that we associate with the Christmas or holiday period. Today is the day for... The place where Christmas trees grow. We talked about Christmas trees uh, on the first door of our little advent calendar. Um, but what we failed to mention there is where most of the trees come from that we are growing today. Um, uh, like we talked a little bit about the history of it. Um, but the evergreen trees that were put into homes back then were mostly firs. Uh, mm -hmm. And they don't really have the best properties to be a Christmas tree. So what are you looking for in a Christmas tree, Tegan? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you I go Christmas I'm... tree shopping all the time, Tegan. And so Yeah, this is this is something I think about a lot. Um, I guess I would my, my current Christmas tree is actually a tree that I already own. It's a, a fiddle leaf fig and I just put some lights on that and I called it a Christmas tree. Is that okay? It is not, okay, but I have no way to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> My ideal Christmas tree would be something that's, you know, one and a half meters tall. It's got a nice kind of conical shape and I'd want the leaves to be very green, but in a sort of soft way with a little bit of fluffiness and, you know, soothing to the touch, not too spiky, not too flammable and something that doesn't lose too many needles. And when they do get lost, my cat doesn't eat them. Yeah, that's that's all very important. Um, what I find most important is that like my very, very heavy Christmas ornaments that I have, like I have like um, oh. Christmas balls made from lead that I like to use. Um, and I need branches that can support that as well. So on top of that, we need that. And also um, my room is at a cozy 35 degrees at all times. <laughs> so I wanted I want a tree to be able to survive in like a warm home without immediately like, dropping all of its needles. And yeah. a fur is just not cutting it. Um, and so instead, I will buy uh, like a regular fur, a, a Nordman fur, an Abies Nordmania, um, Nordmaniana, mm -hmm. um, that has all of these desired properties. Like it, it grows in a nice way. It's, it's stable. It's, um, uh, it has all of the properties that we want. I'm, I'm suddenly realizing this is starting to feel like an ad for a certain type of tree. Like don't go to the other tree. You must yeah. go to the Nordman fur. Yeah, the Nordman fur will support you and your Christmas ornaments. Okay, where are you getting your supportive tree from, Yoram? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm getting from like the weird pop-up place around the corner here, but they are getting them from nurseries and they are getting the seeds all from Georgia. And that's Georgia, the country. Um, they are they're grown in altitudes of like above 1000 meters and then like tree climbers actually have to go, get in there and then get the um the still green pines from the treetops mm -hmm. and then they extract the seeds from those and then send them to nurseries around the world uh and then they're grown there um for like um for 10 years to just grow like a two meter tall um nordman fir yeah and we're not just growing them like longer than 10 years wherever we're growing them in the nurseries and then just get our own seeds and then we're independent from like the Georgian tree climbers selling us the seeds um, because they can uh, interbreed with like the furs that we locally have and so they just like get mixed with all of the other like weird furs that have less desirable properties and so suddenly our Some beautiful furs yeah our beautiful Nordman furs they lose their properties and so all of the seeds have to be sourced in this area where you pretty much have only the species growing that have the right properties um, and then sending them out. And just like some numbers, um, there's like uh, 
just in Germany, there's 18 million tr Christmas trees harvested and sold every year. Um, and in, for example, United States of America, there's 24 million Christmas trees. So it's just like a per capita tree number is much higher in Germany than in, <laughs> well done, Germany. in the US. Um, but it's like literally like <clears throat> millions and millions of trees grown every year uh, and, and cut down mm -hmm. and like, and then, then sold. Murdered for our happiness. Yeah. And all of them are grown from seeds that are originated in Georgia, which I find pretty crazy because if you then imagine like some like hopefully that nothing like this is going to happen i have no idea how it is for like climate crisis and so on but if you imagine like just a sort of one region in georgia has some sort of problem i don't know like a bug that eats all of the nordman furs there like there's just no more christmas trees of that variety well i mean this is like not all of the not all of the Christmas trees are Nordman furs. Nordman fir is just like yeah. your optimal Christmas tree. So like if you go to the the tree shop, you can buy different varieties. You yes, could, but then you'll you just don't have get to like, switch. I would have to get lighter Christmas ornaments then, and yeah, I just I can't. I don't know if that's like the the worst impact that the climate crisis is going to have on us is your it, need to buy I think it is. fluffier ornaments. But cool, I cool. think I read a study that said it is. <laughs> I have I have something that I want to add that's not a fact, but it's a um it's very current, so it's it's modernizing our little podcast today. Have you heard about what's going on with the UK and Norway this year? No. Okay, it's related to Christmas trees. So every year Norway gifts a Christmas tree to Britain. It's mm -hmm. happening since nineteen forty seven and it's sort of a thank you for Britain supporting Norway during the Second World War and, and you know, it's just one of those sort of formalized thing that has become a representation of the love between the countries etc etc um this year we got a fur uh, no not a fur we didn't get a fur we got a tree that people are very unhappy about so it's quite spindly is the nice way of saying it and so this is this is like the big tree that gets put in trafalgar square so like big location central london that is like the christmas tree of the center of london and this year's one just frankly looks crap people were calling it the covid tree um and <laughs> the way they dressed it up was basically to put so many lights on it that you couldn't see the tree anymore um and <laughs> That was a story from about two days ago. I mean, it's now five days ago when you guys are listening to it. But now Norway is hitting back at Britain for being like ungrateful jerks about the Christmas tree. And I think if, if there's if there's ever a true story of Christmas, it's like gift giving, not being happy with the gift, wanting to return the gift, everybody getting into a fight. And then we all go and eat fruit, fruit mince pies or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, I didn't hear about that at all. It's... I mean, it's just draw. What a what a thing to make drama of, like really. These days, like. <laughs> it's also. Yeah. I mean, you know, you mentioned that it takes what ten years to grow two meters. Yeah. So this is this is a twenty meter tall tree. This is a sixty year old plant. This is a lot of years of plant growth that they're shipping to us, and it's coming by sea. I mean, you can't fly that in a plane. So it's it's a nice gift, right? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Ungrateful Brits. <laughs> yeah, so we wrote about, like, if you want to read more about the story of, of the tree, we put the link in the show notes to uh, a little article we wrote a while ago. You also find all the others um, from the previous uh, days on our blog. And tomorrow we have a new story for you. Goodbye. Bye.